We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. Mm -hmm. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn Delakian. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you take me into glory, says Psalm 7324. I'm your host, Glenn Delakian, and we're excited to be here with you this morning and every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon from the Bridge FM uh, radio studios and also broadcasting live on the internet at tandemradio.com. Welcome to all our listeners, not only in the region, but uh, literally globally. Uh, We love to hear from you on Facebook, uh, on the internet, through uh, email and so forth. So uh, hopefully we'll even hear from you later today as uh, we may open the phones today and take some questions. Our Our concept for our show is simple for those those of you who are new here, uh, our goal is to help people walk in integrity Monday through Friday, seven days a week, not only in your personal life, but also in your business life. The Christian walk is a 24-7 journey, we believe, here at Tandem Radio, and all is fair in love and war is not what Jesus Christ had in mind, in our opinion, and uh, we want you to take the Bible with you everywhere you go and seek His Word, especially in your business dealings as well as your personal life. So although we're geared towards uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, we have many listeners across the board. Maybe you're in ministry and uh, like our guest today, and you like to talk about, uh, uh, or or you have an aspect to your ministry that's business related, and you can learn insights and uh, so forth about that here at our show each week. And uh, I'm your host each week, and my background is business. I happen to be uh, involved in business in many different respects. Um, I've been involved in business. My family tells me since I was seven years old, and uh, uh, where I started a business in my backyard selling toys to the neighborhood kids, and uh, uh, since then been involved in startups, sales, acquisitions, merger. Uh, um, a lot of business consulting, have uh, started a number of uh, local organizations and so forth and so on. But most importantly, I found the Lord many years ago, and He has guided me in my walk. And uh, I've stumbled and fall on a regular basis, just a sinner saved by grace. But He continually picks me up, dusts me off, and uh, gets me back on track when I can dig into His Word. And I've just found in my career that you can find all the answers, not just life's answers in general, but all even business answers, right there in the Holy Scriptures. And that's our goal of this show is to point you back to God, to point you to His Holy Word where the answers can be found. Now, each week we bring you scriptures that we feel pertain to business that were put on my heart by the Lord. And um, in many cases, when we start to show off and read those scriptures, people kind of wonder, well, how does that tie into your topic? Because our topic today is pastors and business contacts. And uh, I have a special friend who's near and dear to my heart here with us today, and uh, that's Pastor George Russ, who we're going to introduce in a minute. He's an author, he's a pastor, and he's also director of the Metropolitan 
New York Baptist Association, overseeing hundreds of churches throughout the metropolitan area. And we're going to talk to him, and and then you're going to find out how we met, which is a unique way as well, directly related to business, actually. And that's why one of the reasons why I'm so happy that he's here with us today. Uh, but the scriptures today are what's most important, and we're going to start off with those. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is what God put on my heart for this week. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And also, 1 Corinthians 9, 21, 23. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those who not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. And again, our whole goal in our show is to point you to God's blessings, to God's word, and to his advice and guidance uh, in your day-to-day decisions. So with that in mind, I'd like to introduce our guest today because um, it was very hard to get him in the studio because he's got such a crazy schedule, but I'm so glad we finally got him here. Pastor George Russ, uh, welcome, and uh, why don't you say hello to our listeners this morning? Well, thank you, Glenn, for the invitation to be here today, and welcome, everyone. Thank you for the chance to share a little bit with you this morning. Uh, I was born in New York City in uh, Jackson Heights, Queens. Oh, wow. My okay. wife was born in Brooklyn, and okay. we met on Long Island, been married 35 years. We have three children, and it's been a real joy just to uh, serve God together as a family. Here oh, in the New York State area. A true New Yorker. So you came in from New York, and uh, I know uh, when we first met, it was locally here in Jersey and used to commute, and that's another part of the story we'll talk more about. But now you're uh, back in New York working at the uh, Metropolitan uh, New York Baptist Association, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about a little bit about where you've come from uh, through your walk with the Lord and where you are today. I became a Christian when I was a college student in pre-med uh, courses at Stony Brook University out on Long Island. Uh, but sensed a real sense of calling to ministry, uh, to serve in a vocational-type ministry, and surrendered to that, to call, married, went off to seminary, came back to New York to pastor. But today, I serve as the uh, executive director for the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association. It is an association of 75-mile radius from Times Square. Just go in every direction, 22 million people. Wow. One out of every 15 Americans lives in that territory. Hmm. And uh, our job is to uh, help churches share the gospel, reach people, start ministries, transform communities, uh, all for the sake of uh, the glory of Jesus Christ among the nations. And uh, it's a real privilege. How many churches uh, are you overseeing technically in that area? We have about 240 Hmm, right now, and we began eight new ones last year. We've already started two uh, new ones this year. So our goal is to plant 20 uh, a year locally and 20 around the world 2020 mm. <laughs> uh, 40 churches a year oh wow so uh, the uh, global vision there absolutely good for you, good for you. absolutely well, um, we're going to talk a lot of dynamics today, but but let's uh, continue on about the um, metro- M- MNYBA, right? That's what you yes. call it, right? MNYBA. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that. Tell us about their mission and, and a little more about what they actually do. Okay. Well, our, our mission purpose, our mission statement is called Connecting Local Churches for Global Impact. As you know, New York is the, is the epicenter of the world in, in so many different ways, and The entire world is already in New York City, and the churches, if we can reach people in New York, we can literally reach the entire globe. 
So I have found that our churches are involved in so many different countries around the, around the world. So our tag is helping churches connect with one another to impact the entire globe. When I was born in, in Jackson Heights, New York was primarily uh, an Irish, Italian, African-American, Puerto Rican, Jewish city. Mm. Right now in Jackson Heights and in neighboring communities in Queens, 139 languages in wow. one zip code. <laughs> so how do you possibly reach that kind of context for uh, Jesus Christ? That's a great challenge. But if you do, you're reaching the entire world. Mm. That's amazing, you know. And what's interesting is it kind of parallels businesses too, because businesses have to look at that same perspective. Yes, they you do. Know? Uh, a business owner, when he's in an, an area, has to realize that there's all these different dynamics, and, and the demographics are so critical. You know, whether it's the business of radio or, or the business of uh, uh, everyday uh, hardware or anything of that nature. Uh, how do you communicate 139 languages? <laughs> Where'd you get that statistic? Oh, no, that's that, that's that's from the New York Times. 800 people groups in Eight, New York City. Wow. And over 500 languages spoken in the metropolitan New York area. No kidding. Yes. Wow. Now, there's a task for you. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, that certainly keeps you busy. I I, I know there's no doubt to that. So let's talk about – I want to go back and forth a little bit here because I want to talk more about the association because they have such a great impact. And I've heard you speak about some of the things they're doing and technology they're using Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which which is a lot of how business can better communicate with their people as well. But uh, I want to digress a minute and go back to how we met. And uh, I, I think it's so powerful. And I, I want to share the, the story, most of the story you want, but jump in wherever you'd like. Certainly. But because I, I'm telling it from my perspective, you can certainly tell from your perspective. And I think it's important to business owners because, you know, I, I was uh, one of the founders of an association in my area uh, that was pulling together business owners. And I remember part of it as I was bringing it together was praying that, God, how can I make an impact for you uh, in this business community, not just start a business community? And, and it was on my heart. And I did make it clear to the other uh, people who were involved that we were starting, that I really wanted to start the meetings of prayer and do all this type of thing. And uh, uh, and I was praying. And, and, you know, I got a little pushback. It wasn't bad, but a little pushback. And um, I had been praying. Praying that uh, God could show me a way to uh, really integrate the church, the church as a whole, euphorically, uh, into what we were doing. You know, not to make it a religious organization, but but to, that God would be in it with us, and that I could share with other business owners the importance of that. And it was funny because we were running a large event. And uh, I'm sitting there. I was, I think, vice president at the time or whatever. I was uh, coordinating the meeting, though. I was handling the meeting. And um, uh, at, uh, again, I had prayed that morning. I remember distinctly. And, and at the end of the meeting, Pastor George, you walked up to me and said, Hi, I'm uh, uh, Pastor George from the, you actually said George from the local Cold Snack Community Church. And uh, I want to know how I can get involved. And it just floored me. I was just shocked. And I'm saying, God, boy, you do answer prayers as usual. And uh, I was just amazed at your willingness not to dig in as per se as representative of the church, but to dig in as part of the community and just be another person who wanted to help out the community and get, get more. Is that pretty much what happened? You have That's a perspective exactly on that? right. Glenn, it's, uh, I was sitting in my office one day reading the Colesneck paper, mm-hmm. and I came across the advertisement that the, the business association was meeting uh, that week. Right. I said, I'm going to go. Because mm. I said, you know what? The, the, at least the church I was in mm. felt so isolated and insulated from everything else. I mean, mm. the members knew where we were, but the community didn't know who we were. Right. And I just felt that, you know, I, I've been called to shepherd a community, not mm. just the, the, the church members. And so I just went saying, how can I help? It just happened to be that this event you spoke about was 
was right adjacent to our parking lot. Right. And I think I asked you the question, where are you going to park all of these That's cars right. That's right. uh, if, they, if you have these amount of people coming? And uh, we offered our facilities for, for that event. So that's how it started. Right. And, and, and you were such an instrumental uh, part of that organization. It was the first year it had started, and, and you had such an impact on it. And people still talk about it. I, I, meant, I was at breakfast this morning with some of the guys, and I mentioned Pastor George is going to be on the show. And they were like, oh, how's he doing? Oh, we miss him so much. You know? But uh, what I want to elaborate, because we're almost up to the break, but I want to elaborate on that statement you made, and we'll come back to that after the break. You said, pastor the community. I, you know, that really hit my heart because so many pastors are so introverted. You know, they're so focused on their own flock, they don't realize the greater need in the community. Yes. And uh, it was amazing that you, I heard you preach on that one time, that you were the pastor to the community, not just the pastor to the church. And, and I thought that was so powerful. That that must serve you well as an as a edict in your mind. Absolutely. If you read the New Testament, many times when Paul talks about where he was called to, to be, he talks about places, not necessarily mm. churches. He says, to the, to the church in Philippi, to the church in Corinth, to the church in Ephesus. And he mentioned so many times that this is where he's been called to places. That's, right. where he, that's why he went there. Amen, amen. Well, we're going to come back after the break, and uh, we have some sponsor information for you coming up. We're here with uh, Pastor George Russ, who's the executive director of the uh, MNYBA, and uh, we're going to talk more about that. But more importantly, uh, we're going to cover the business topics that uh, I think you're going to be excited to hear about, since I know we have so many listeners that are business owners or people who want to be business owners, and uh, that's what we're all about here at Tandem Radio Live. We're here each week sharing with you uh, insights from God that can help your business and that you can take to work with you on Monday and make an impact in your work environment. So stay tuned. Listen up. These uh, sponsors can help you in your business walk just like TandemRadio.com can as a great resource. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Never walk away from your home and don't let the bank take your house. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean Counties. For more information, my number is 908-670-9896 or online at shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's shortsalespecialistnj.com. NJ.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn Delakian. Our topic today is pastors and business contacts, and I think that's such a powerful topic. We're here today with our guest, author, pastor, and director of the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association, uh, Pastor George Russ. And uh, Pastor George, um, we touched on author. I forgot to mention that. Um, I know you've written a couple of books. Tell us a little bit more about that. I've written one book called Discover Your Growth Possibilities, which is an analysis of why churches are growing Mm -hmm. in different contexts, uh, not only in the English language, but other languages. And then I wrote a book called Christ for the City, which is actually like a workbook for churches to to use in, in helping them get in touch with their their place, mm-hmm. where, wherever their their church may be located. 
Now, talk a little bit more about discover your growth uh, possibility, because that's something, obviously, you not only apply that to a church, you can apply that to your business uh, on a day-to-day basis. What, what motivated you to write that book, and, and what's the real heart of it for you? Well, the motivation behind the book was to share with other churches, you know, how they could learn from growing congregations mm-hmm. what they were actually doing. And some of those things that they were doing were internal, you know, it, it changing some policies or maybe uh, procedures inside the church. And other other reasons for growth were how they were touching their communities mm-hmm. with with really relevant ministry. So that was the focus. Right. And talk about relevant ministry. I, I know you had said that uh, uh, at one point in time, uh, you were thrust into a, a, an opportunity where you had to deal with the Spanish-speaking community, right? And, yes. And you were not fluent in Spanish and, and had to jump in. Tell us a little about that experience. Well, uh, New York City is one of the biggest Spanish-speaking uh, uh, countries in the world, actually, mm-hmm. and cities in the world. And so... Uh, I've actually tried to learn to speak Spanish Mm -hmm. and have been to Ecuador and Puerto Rico and uh, Spain and some other places. Uh, But once you even just show any interest, they kind of latch on and ask you to do all kinds of things for them. And Mm -hmm. that's training, prayer conferences, uh, and other kinds of business things like legal issues, immigration, tax laws. All of that is of of importance to uh, our congregations and our association. Mm. So immersing yourself in the language was a a great uh, evangelistic tool, I guess. Absolutely. Yes, it was. (laughs) And uh, did you pick it up quick? Well, it's been a struggle. I mean, I went to Ecuador last year, and I was amazed that eight-year-olds know more Spanish than I do. I've been trying (laughs) to learn this language for several years, but... uh, but I, I can hold my own. Oh, good yes. for you. Good for you. Well, it just goes to show, like Paul's scripture here, where he says, uh, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. And and that, that scripture really reminds me of you and, and the things that you do, because I've seen you do so many dynamic things. Thank so you. let's talk a little bit more about um, your activities in the community. So so from a business perspective, you, you got involved with the community. Uh, you stepped up to a business association. And I want to touch on that because you and I have even done seminars together uh, targeted at the business community. And uh, it's so important, especially for pastors, to realize that uh, business owners have unique needs and unique concepts and and they have unique thought processes. Um, Not to say they're any better or worse than other people, but they're different, you know. And uh, the way even a a business owner uh, interprets uh, his involvement at a church uh, or a local community, and I think that's so important. And one of the great things I like about your ministry is you're so willing on the Monday to Friday basis, which is what we talk about on this show, you're so willing on the Monday to Friday basis to kind of change hats and step into that environment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the case uh, with us, you were uh, going to lunches, going to breakfast, getting in, involved with people in the community and specifically business owners. You know, What's your thoughts on pastors reaching out to business owners? I mean, obviously, I think they have to have a little bit different mindset, and they have to realize that business owners are influencers. So it, it's kind of a uh, – I hate to use the term, but it's kind of a big payoff if you can get business owners involved because usually a business owner has influence over a larger group of people than the, than the average person out there. So give us your perspective on that. I, I, I try to approach business owners uh, in, as a learner. Tell me about your world. Tell me what your your needs are. Tell me what your life is like, your day-to-day activities. Uh, as a pastor, you'd want to be concerned about that. Uh, but what I discovered uh, is, is that the, the Christian faith speaks so much to Monday to Saturday. It mm-hmm. is not uh, – there's no distinction between sacred and secular, between faith slash and work. And so, so much of the scriptures speak to that. I wanted to be, to be better versed in how I can speak to – business people and what the Christian life uh, says to them 
in between Sundays. So mm. that's that was my motivation uh, for doing that. Mm. One of my mentors used to say that, you know, people always talk in business that when you're talking business, don't mix business with politics or religion, you know. And one of my mentors used to tell me, if you're truly a Christian, you can't separate those three. No, you can't. Those three have to be tied together. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, when they uh, elected officials, when they say, well, you know, he may be a lousy, oops, sorry, uh, 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 an inadequate father or whatever, but he's great, you know, at his job or whatever. Right. And, and I don't think you can separate those two people uh, or three people sometimes in some cases. Um, you know, uh, the character of a person, like uh, um, I was at Calvary last night and they were talking about that God cares about your character more than your comfort, you know, and we were talking about pain and things of that nature. But but the character is so important to God. And uh, how do you reach through or punch through with a business owner to get them to realize that it's the character that's important? It's not the, the money and all the other stuff. What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, the uh, the scriptures are are uh, as a pastor. Let me back up. As a pastor, I was consumed about being relevant. Mm-hmm. How can this ministry, my church's ministry, be relevant to where my people are? Right. And if if that's my if that's my my passion, then I've got to be able to speak uh, intelligently and appropriately and relevantly to business owners and their concerns. And everything about uh, being a Christian is the condition of your heart mm-hmm. and how that just. Out of the heart flows all the issues of life, mm. and uh, that's really where integrity, uh, honesty, uh, truthfulness, um, justice, compassion right. comes from. So I think the Scripture speaks so much to what uh, what everyday business people are, mm. are struggling with Amen. and facing. Amen. And, and a big part of that, too, of course, and I try to remind people because I need it all the time is forgiveness. You know, yes. um, you know, business owners. So many times, you know, we, we get in predicaments where we. we can get burned and uh, we we kind of uh, get uh, this hard shell around us because we have more experience than the average person in many cases mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, our hearts get hardened you know mm-hmm. and we have to remember that God's willing to forgive us you know uh, on a regular basis and we need to learn that forgiveness and uh, use that in our business not not that you should be foolish either you know Proverbs speaks of wisdom and and uh, being wise and uh, and so does the New Testament but the point is that um, you know so many times I think business owners can be harder on themselves and they need to be, and I think that impacts their walk with Christ in a big way, especially their involvement in church. You know, um, they almost tend to feel like, you know, well, I, I'm almost, I, I don't deserve to go there, or I feel like, you know, I didn't do the right things this week, and I can't get in there and, and be that person, and and it's it's so untrue, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's amazing what uh, God opens up in the lives of, of business owners and others, but but there's so much, like you mentioned, in the scriptures that relate to what they do on a day-to-day Absolutely. basis. And you know what? Business people have actually taught me a, a lot about who's your audience, mm. who's your target, What's your strategy? Mm. How are you going to do this with excellence? And if you, and if I've been able to take that into the church and say, who's our audience? Mm. Who are we trying to reach? Are we doing whatever we do with excellence? So it's been a two-way street. I've le- learned an awful lot. That's great. That's great. And, you know, that brings us again to our scriptures. You know, the first one, Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. You know, you find something like maybe in your case it was the business association. You say, look, I want to penetrate that area and let people know I'm here for them. And obviously you didn't have the background. You didn't have the experience. So you took it, God in your hands and, and said, God, please, uh, you know, hear my heart and uh, lean not on my own understanding and then put me out there. And, and God's knowledge filled you and, and you, you, were, you were a successful part. And what I love about it, and I just want to I want to tell pastors this, too, you know, it, it's so important. 
that you were willing to step up, volunteer, and get involved. And, and basically, I think your your words to me were like, anything you need me to do, let me know. You know, it wasn't like you know, well, I'm a pastor and I can pray at the thing. You know, it was like I want to dig in and get my hands dirty. And, Absolutely. Uh, and and isn't that what evangelism is all about? And I, I would also say to pastors, don't be intimidated. Mm. Those business owners in your community, they have a mortgage, they have a wife, they have children, uh, they have a, a, a husband. They have a lot of similar concerns that you do, right. and they're not all that different mm-hmm. in, in, in what they need in their hearts. Right. And, uh, don't be intimidated. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad to hear that. And, and again, it can be a beneficial way to really interact with the community in, in a larger way. And um, now, Pastor George, let's talk about you for a minute. Um, you, you obviously are involved with the uh, association. Um, how much time do you actually put in in the office compared to out in the field? I probably spend three days a week in the office, and the rest of my time is out in the field. Mm. Uh, I, I will do some administrative things during the week, some staff kinds of uh, training, uh, coordination of schedules. But my, my main focus is to be out in the field with the churches, with, with pastors. Okay. And uh, so you have this uh, uh, the, the executive directorship. Uh, I know you're out preaching often on Sundays mm-hmm. as guests. I mean, you were even in our church a month or so ago. And then you have, uh, you know, George, the the father, the husband, mm-hmm. the grandfather, right? Yes, that's right. Um, how how do you tie it all together? Um, I do take my time. Yeah. I do carve out a Sabbath every week. Right. I just I protect at least one day a week where I say, God, I'm resting this week, just like you say, right. and I I take that time for family, children, grandchildren, just personal renewal, things like that. So that's that's what. If I didn't have that Sabbath, I would I would be frayed at the edges in terms mm-hmm. of just being torn in a lot of different directions. So the personal Sabbath is just very, very important for me. Yeah, that's so critical. And, and um, it's amazing because as a business owner, I understand – other business owners, when they have a struggle with that kind of rest, and even my own father, you know, he uh, he he worked so hard for the family and so many hours every day that he was literally exhausted come Sunday. But I like how you said you have a Sabbath that you recognize, and so um, I. I get from the implication that might not be a Sunday. It's not Sunday. It's Monday. <laughs> there you it go. It's Monday. <laughs> so don't make any calls to Pastor George on Monday <laughs> right. and don't expect no. any emails back, right? That's so, true. That's so that's true. good. So so you take this day of rest. Um, can I ask, what do you do on a day of rest? Um, sleep as much as I possibly can. Uh, read a lot of scripture. Uh, exercise. Uh, spend time with my wife. And, and most of my children are married and gone, so we'll try to make contact with, with the with whoever's uh, free that day. Right. And try to find time for the grandchildren. Right? Absolutely. That's true. <laughs> well, that's great. So we have all these things going on, and Pastor George, I know you do them very well, and uh, we're going to talk more after the break about uh, uh, business and, and about um, your ministry, because I know your ministry is global, and I want to talk a little bit about technology, because I know last time you spoke at our church, you spoke a lot about, you gave some great examples of churches that are going are, are, are using technology uh, from the United States to foreign countries and all those types of things, and I think that would be something exciting for our audience to hear more about. You listen to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host. We're here every uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I say that because we do have uh, quite a, a unique audience in that uh, we get contacts from all over the place. I just want to remind you that at TandemRadio.com, it's a great resource with a lot of information. Uh, there's archive shows there, so you can find topics that are of interest to you as a business owner or an entrepreneur or somebody in ministry who wants to know more about business, and you 
can listen to those archive shows. You can watch some of them, actually, on video. Uh, you can also ask questions there and uh, let us know that you have interest, and we'll be glad to get back to you. Every email is answered, and uh, we do get back to you. And, of course, if you'd like to call in, we'll be opening the phones in the second half of the show at 800-575-9564. That's 800-575-9564. Feel free to call in with your questions, either a question for me or a question for Pastor George, and we'll be happy to answer them. So stay tuned. we got a lot more after this break. we got some exciting stuff for you. Get your pens and pads ready. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best, and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement, become a member, and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host, and our guest today is author, pastor, and director of the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association, 
George Russ. And uh, our scriptures today, again, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And 1 Corinthians 9, 21 to 23. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. And uh, God's word, it's just amazing how you can apply that to your life every day. And again, we encourage business owners to apply that apply that in your business decisions and uh, uh, the things that you do every day in your day-to-day business. Speaking to Pastor George here, we, t- we covered topics like um, his uh, authoring his books and, uh, of course, uh, his being the executive director over at the Metropolitan uh, NYBA. Uh, we were touching on right before the break uh, a little bit about technology and churches and so forth, and and I know I've heard you speak on uh, various technologies that your different churches are using to either uh, minister to other churches or even start other churches. So let's start with the technologies themselves. Let's talk a little bit about that, Pastor George. Well, it's very interesting how how uh, spirit-led people can use technology for the glory of Jesus Christ. We have a Fujianese congregation. They're from uh, mainland China in the borough of Brooklyn, and their pastor lives in California. He flies uh, to New York City uh, after the services on the West Coast, lands in New York on Sunday evening, and on Monday and Tuesday conducts worship services after that during the week at a time when cell phone usage is free, 9 o'clock p.m. Mm. and later. Uh, he has all of his members call into one central number. They put their their cell phones on speaker, and he can actually teach them uh, the Bible and discipleship, even though he's back in California. Amazing. Uh, we also have a, a Korean-born, Chinese-speaking pastor in New York City who, who shows up at the church where my wife and I are members at 11 o'clock on Saturday evening, mm. turns on his computer, uh, fires up Skype and preaches to a group of believers in mainland China at 11 o'clock in the morning wow. uh, in a city that I can't tell you uh, where it is in, in that part of the world. So it's incredible how Skype and uh, cell phones and uh, web pages and things like that are, are being used by our congregations. Mm. And literally being used globally. I mean, we talk about social media. We've had some social media experts here on the show. I mean, the, the, one of the greatest examples of social media is the Egyptian revolution recently. I mean, look That's at right. what they were able to do through Twitter. You know, the government jumped in and shut down uh, Internet access and so forth. I know my son had friends there that we couldn't communicate with or he couldn't communicate with. And, um, you know, things like Skype are actually mm-hmm. frowned upon mm-hmm. in um, Middle Eastern countries. And they uh, uh, they often filter that out on the Internet and don't allow them to work. Uh, Magic Jacks and other phone systems are usually killed uh, mm-hmm. in those areas, sometimes for commerce, mostly for political motivations. But look what uh, Twitter and and, uh, Facebook and so forth were able to do in in that instance. Now, do you see... It's funny because recently in our area we had a church that um, uh, the pastor banned his elders from using Facebook, and uh, it was pretty interesting because it really turned on him, and he ended up uh, being ousted out of his church. But that's a whole other story. But but the point is that you get people who look sometimes at technology as oh boy, those are evil advancements. How did you embrace technology with your churches? I I basically use technology to keep my churches informed. I do probably an email almost every day of the week except on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And in 45 seconds, if you'd uh, like a constant contact kind of uh, service, you can get a story, a picture, a prayer request, 
and maybe a challenge in 45 seconds. I get more response from that and more response from my Facebook posts almost instant Mm. than I get from phone calls or texting or uh, regular mail. So it's, it's quite effective. Right. And, and as a business owner, I'm sure people are curious, 240 plus churches, you know, how do you keep on top of reaching all those? And obviously technology is the key. That is, it is because that's an easier language to learn (laughs) someone's email address or phone number than, uh, than calling them directly. Now, yes. how about bridging the language gap uh, with uh, relative to technology? Uh, is is there translation going on in the technology, or are people picking up the English and reiterating it? Actually, uh, some of them are they're already translating their web pages into different languages. I'm actually going through a certification for coaching, and because I coach pastors a lot, okay. And the web page that we're using, which is CoachNet. Uh, uh, dot org. If you type in a certain le- letters, it will translate that page right into uh, Spanish. Oh, no kidding! So I'm I'm mentoring a few Spanish pastors, and they can look at our coaching assignment on the screen. They're looking at Spanish. I'm looking at English. Wow! And we're we're tracking the same the same thing. No kidding! Yes. That's amazing. So. So obviously technology is playing uh, where, where some people turn their back on the technology yes. want to go in the other direction. You're utilizing it uh, for the benefit of, of um, God's work. And again, God talks about in the Bible about innovations. We've done spe- certain shows uh, about uh, search engine optimization, about websites, about social media right here on Tandem Radio. And um, obviously if the church, if the businesses can take advantage of it, churches should take advantage Absolutely. of it as well. So, so you're reaching all these people and, and uh, in some cases – thousands of people across thousands and tens of thousands of miles, and um, it's all done through cell phones and, and the Internet and so forth. Uh, what do you see on the horizon? Is there something new that's coming up that uh, maybe you're excited about, that you're going to see more, that you're going to use more in managing all these churches? I mean, obviously, you're still doing the footwork, which we'll talk about in a minute. But do you see something coming up in the near future that you're excited about? Well, uh, we're, we're doing more Skype and types of webinars on, on, the, on the web with uh, staffing issues and uh, cutting down on travel so that we can you know, save money in different ways, and, but still be in contact. We're doing much more with uh, webinars and Skype. We're also trying to, we're redoing our website so that we have uh, constant postings of events, of prayer requests, of uh, stories of salvation and conversion, answers mm-hmm. to prayer that people can access pretty at any time. Right. Now, we'll have a link uh, for your website on the tandemradio.com website. So when people go into the tandemradio.com, they'll be able to click on and get to your website. They'll be also be able to see an archived show of this show. What is your website, Pastor? It's a www.mnyba.org. Okay, so people can check out more about what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, let's talk a little bit real quick before the break about um, uh, church planting. Uh, you know, a term that a lot of people are really not familiar with. Uh, they think churches just pop up themselves, but obviously there's a there's a plan in place. There's somebody like yourself that's out there. And as a matter of fact, that's a big topic. Let's wait on that. Let, let's talk one more time about uh, uh, the footwork involved in what you're doing. Uh, we're going to come back to church planning right after the break. But um, let's talk about the footwork. You, you talked about technology. You talked about some of these pastors. One guy's flying in from California, <laughs> and he's flying back and doing cell phones. It's, it just amazes me. And uh, it, it kind of reminds me of business owners, because yeah, business owners right. tend to go to any links. And, that's right. And, uh, 
uh, I know in a day, you know, when I had a bigger company years ago, I used to get on a shuttle and bop down to uh, um, uh, D.C. Uh, and, and to place in Maryland like it was nothing. My wife would be like, where'd you go today? Oh, I jumped on the plane this morning. I came back this afternoon, you know. And they used to have those uh, American Express, People Express shuttles where you just <laughs> charge a charge card. And just a little tip, I used to sit at the back of the plane because sometimes it never got back there. So they, <laughs> they didn't get to the last guy. they go, yeah, I got a free That's flight today. Free flight. But, um, but realistically... Hitting the ground running. I mean, obviously, you're, you're also doing the footwork. Tell us a little bit more about that aspect of what you do. What I try to do, uh, Glenn, is I, I, I kind of manage my calendar by stacking my appointments. So when I'm not in the office, I'll have three or four visits to local congregations that are in a particular borough or in a county that's in my association. I'll spend the day or half a day with, with pastors uh, so that I kind of maximize my time. really have to be a time manager in doing the work that I'm doing. So... Three days a week, I'm out doing that kind of work. Right? Either whether it's just showing up for a prayer meeting, I, I don't try to go eight to five in my in my business. Right. Uh, it's twenty four seven. So I may be home during the day, but I'll be out at night. Right. So I I've, I've been to prayer meetings that went from six o'clock in the morning, uh, six o'clock at night to two o'clock in the morning. Wow. So there's the calendar. The schedules are anything, mm. a, any time of the week. There's something going on for. For God's kingdom, right? And and I know from the association name, you know, and I know you're not big on labels, and I'm not either. Uh, but you know, the the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association. It's interesting because you have such an eclectic mix of churches and people and worship formats and so forth. How do you deal with all that? I mean, you might find yourself in a d- different format from week to week. Tell me more about that. Absolutely, we have uh, house churches. We have uh, churches that meet in in business places during the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we have a lot of our churches rent. Uh, space, so mm-hmm. they don't, they can't afford to purchase buildings in uh, where they are. So they may meet four o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Uh, it's it's anything and everything. Um, I can't think of anything unusual at this point. Uh, we kind of go blank on that right now. But uh, schools, lots of schools, right. using schools for for churches now, hotels. Things like that. Well, some of those sound unusual to many people. I know <laughs> to you, you're probably in the trenches, okay, that's right. and it's probably no. That's, hey, it's you know, kind of normal for me. Right, you show yeah. up down at an industrial park in the back road, you're and right. you won't pull up. Hey, there's a church here. You that's know, true. wow. So uh, again, it's unusual for some people, for sure. Pastor George, thank you. We got so much more to talk about right after these messages, and uh, we're excited to have you here today and talk about church planning in a minute and the business experts uh, aspects of church planting. I want to put get that T in there. Planting. It's easy to plan. It's the plan planting that makes the difference. And isn't that God's word telling us to go out there and spread the gospel and make disciples of nations and so forth and so on? Of course, that's a Delakian paraphrase, but more to come right after this. Stay tuned to Tandem Radio Live. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, 
The strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLake, and here along with Pastor George Russ and talking about uh, many different topics and just uh, we could go on for hours. We're just talking about how much we have to cram into this session, uh, this last session of the show. But uh, we came out of the last session. You were talking about peculiar church locations. You just thought of one real quick. One day I was following my GPS instructions to a Korean congregation, and I was I was led to a tire repair shop in Queens on College Point Boulevard. I thought I was in the wrong neighborhood, very industrial part of Queens. And sure enough, on the second floor, a little tiny sign advertising the Korean church, and sure, that's where the meeting was. So we're right in the middle of uh, the business and the industrial park in Queens. Well, the word says wherever two or more are gathered, that's right? right. So, uh, and the buildings are not the church, that's for sure. That's it's true. the people that uh, come together in that, and uh, I'm sure you've seen the uh, some very unique situations I'm sure will come to mind. We're, we're going to talk now about church planting, um, actually starting a new church and the business aspects of that. You know, some when people hear of church planting, uh, there may be some obvious things that come to mind, but I know there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that are involved in that. Tell us a little about the process, Pastor George, in, in what you do. Well, thank you, Glenn. This is really a, a topic that's very uh, dear to me at this point. Uh, if you were to take the church-to-people ratio in our area where we live and compare to the rest of the country, we would need 20,000 new churches to, to equal the that ratio. Wow. Uh, we are serious about planting churches, and we have four particular things we follow in planting a church. The people we're trying to reach, the planter we want to place in uh, in that work, the place itself, and then partners who will come alongside that planter mm. for not only financial help, but for mentoring and coaching. So mm. we have people, planter, place, and partners. Wow. And how do you find these? Let's start with the people. Many, many uh, seminary students, college students, even local people that I, I have a local business owner right now is planting a church in Woodside, Queens. Mm. Uh, some of them come from the churches themselves that are here. Others want to come from outside the area to our area to plant congregations. We put every one of our church planters through an assessment process, a very mm-hmm. rigorous process, personality inventories, uh, standard kinds of things like that. They meet with other church planters. They have to present a business plan or a church oh, okay. plan, their target audience, where they're going to, uh, to meet, the kind of structure, their values, all of that. And that's how we try to uh, assess the uh, the – the candidate, so right. to say. 
Right. You know, it, it's interesting how you find candidates, too, because uh, I remember my wife and I spoke at one of your conferences and we met a gentleman, and I apologize, his name escapes me right now, but you'll remember. Uh, he's a Muslim. It was a Muslim who drove a taxi cab. Yes. And uh, he was driving around uh, New York and uh, yes. literally preaching the gospel Absolutely in his cab. Right. That's right. And uh, he was starting a church. Uh, how did, how's he doing? Derek is now a full-time uh, pastor of a congregation in Brooklyn who is reaching uh, – he has to speak four languages on Sunday, English, wow. Urdu, Hindi, and sometimes Punjab in his congregation. But he's now full-time. He's no longer driving a cab. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife, I think, was actively involved with him. And, yes, uh, uh, they in, were... in that culture, it is a, it is a team. Uh, right. Husband and wife are completely dedicated to the work. Yes. That's amazing, going from driving a cab and preaching the gospel while people – there's a captive audience for you, That's right? exactly right. <laughs> so next time you get in the cab, you never know. It may not be uh, – you know, maybe a, a future pastor uh, uh, clicking uh, down on that um, meter for you. So, so you, you qualify these people very well. You obviously um, arrange a, a planter who's someone who's going to go out and plant it. And then they, they present some type of business plan. You start to look for partners, right? Exactly. Exactly. To come alongside. How do you find yes. those people? Again, I, I, I have church. I have churches in Pensacola, Florida, Lakeland, Florida, uh, Springdale, Arkansas, many in North Carolina, Albany, Georgia, who all have said, "We believe in what you're doing. We want to help churches start," and they're actually coming and providing. Uh, a lot of the funding for the work that we're doing. We invite them to come and see the planter, mm-hmm. see the place, right. and see the plan, and present uh, our our plan to them, and they they come on board. So you literally call together a business meeting and Absolutely. get all the people, exactly all the players together, yes. and uh, do a PowerPoint presentation. Sometimes and, um, we do that sometimes, too. and uh, see if you can sell them on the idea of uh, planting a church. Isn't that great? You yes. know, um, well, you know, God's been in business from the beginning. You know, and uh, there's many scriptures in the new in the Old Testament about business, and very early on, as a matter of fact, which we've talked about on this show, which we'll get on in, at another time. But you mentioned something else too before about uh, you even help people with their immigration. Immigration issues, and you have these people that are coming to this country, especially those fleeing now from uh, many countries uh, from the Middle East, for example. Last night I was at Calvary Old Bridge. Uh, they, they have a great apologetic seminar going on right now, actually. It started yesterday. It's been amazing. And I heard uh, Ergun Kanner, uh, who was uh, a, grew up a Muslim and, and now is a pastor uh, preaching around the country about Islam and so forth and the relativity of, of that. It's amazing uh, where that whole thing's come from, and he's someone you got to tune into. But let's talk about that for a minute. You talked about immigration issues and people coming from foreign countries here and looking for help and support and a church. Uh, can you touch on that? Yes, I can. Yesterday in my office, I met for the first time a man, a man from Eritrea. You may not know where that is. No. I did not know where it is. It is somewhere in between the Sudan and Ethiopia. Hmm. He used to be uh, a diplomat for uh, the Ethiopian government. Wow. He became uh, he was hired by the American embassy. He actually won an award by given by Madeleine Albright for the top diplomat in Africa. Wow. Who has now had to flee Eritrea because of religious persecution is here in the United States, and he is hired by the uh, by our government to fly to cities where Eritreans are coming because of persecution and asking for a religious or uh, a, a political asylum in our country. Right. And he is the translator for them wow. to represent them to the judge or to whoever they need to speak with, uh, lawyers in, in the sense. So we have a lot of that going on. 
Uh, we, all, we get a lot of calls about uh, immigration. Immi- our world's in motion, Glenn. Right. Our world is in motion all over the place. People are, f- are coming for a variety of reasons, and, and persecution and uh, hardship is one of them. Mm. Well, that's how this country was founded, right? Absolutely. I mean, this land was found by people who came here, uh, who were persecuted for their Christian beliefs, and a lot of people forget that uh, because of those Christian beliefs, they founded this country and, and started it on uh, Judeo-Christian values, which, again, we've talked about on the show, which is a, a hot button for me, which, I, again, I can get into that mm-hmm. for hours. But uh, people tend to forget that, that that's how we were founded. And if they come here from these foreign countries, like this one you just mentioned, I've never even heard of that. Is that an Arab-speaking country? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, an Arab Actually, it was uh, Eritrea, I, I learned, was uh, Eritrea, excuse me, was settled by the Italians. Really? So in their, in their capital city of Amar, they speak a lot of Italian, but they do they do have an Eritrean, uh, Eritrean language and okay. several different derivatives of that. So. Hmm. He speaks English, his native language, Italian, and I think a few few others. Wow, how yes. interesting. You never think from that part of the world. Right. But I guess there's a lot of countries out there we've never heard of, and uh, uh, they all need to, to hear the word as well, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know Jesus isn't coming back till uh, everyone's had that opportunity, I guess, right? right. And uh, so it's so important to get out there and spread that gospel. So these people are finding you, or you're finding them? Uh Mostly they're finding us. I mean, that's not part of our intentional uh, strategy, but uh, they do know. What I'm finding is that people that are in these kinds of contexts, they're connected to a lot of people, and Mm -hmm. they usually find us. So this this Eritrean group actually meets in my building on Sunday afternoons to pray. They pray for their country. They sing a few songs. They share a meal and a cup of tea. Uh, and they and they go home. So they they found us. We wow. gave them the space uh, to be able to meet together. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit's in their heart, and uh, God moves them. And uh, when they pray, things happen. So mm-hmm. uh, they find a uh, a place for sure. And uh, isn't that how it's been going on since the beginning? You know, as mm-hmm. Paul went from place to place, he found receptions and people and and uh, people who helped him and supported him. Uh, we're coming up, uh, boy. We whipped through this hour pretty quick. Yeah, Anything did, else Glenn. you want to add? I know you, you you had a funny story you told me not too long ago, and uh, <laughs> I was hoping you'd share it today because it's relative to food, something else near and dear to my heart. I would so be glad to. I wanted to touch uh, on that real quick. <laughs> We, uh, I, I was in a congregation in Irvington, New Jersey. They are Keshua peoples from the mountains of Ecuador. There are 18,000 Keshuas in our metropolitan area. How they get here from the mountains, I have no <laughs> idea, but they are, they're here. And I was there for their anniversary service. And uh, the, one of the members said, are you staying for dinner? And I said, yes, I am. And, and she said, that's going to be really interesting. So I went downstairs in the church they're renting, and I saw some of these sternos. I figured, I'm going to be able to give my, serve myself. But they said, no, you're our special guest. You sit down, and we'll serve you. And on the plate, there was uh, rice, potatoes, and the carcass of this animal they call kui. It's cool. like It's like a squirrel rabbit. Rat. <laughs> and I couldn't get to the potatoes and the rice without kind of addressing the, the kui. So... Uh, I laughed all the way home. <laughs> I took pictures of it and sent it around the country to people I, that that wanted to know what I was doing that so day. So I take it you ate it. <laughs> I did try it. <laughs> so did it taste like chicken? <laughs> uh, no, it didn't. <laughs> It that must not. be interesting. I don't know. I, I'd have to. Uh, I don't know if I, I could handle that. I might have to take a bite and excuse myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, even Jesus said, "Eat what's put in front of you," didn't he? That's right. So, That's right. Uh, well, goes right back to our our scripture today. Uh, to the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. And uh, Pastor George, I thought of you when I read that, and I said, "This is something that has to be uh, talked about on the show." I want to thank you for coming in today. 
today. It's been a blast, Glenn. Thank uh, you. Great. And uh, looking forward to spending some time with you this afternoon. And and uh, I know you can be reached, so just go to tandemradio.com. If you have any questions about the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association, feel free to click on their link on our website. Uh, there's a whole bunch of r- resources at tandemradio.com. There's uh, uh, a lot of written information. There There's some videos that you can click on there. There's certainly previous shows that you can check out and so forth. So uh, feel free to check it out and, and find out more about what we're doing here at Tandem Radio to connect God's people uh, more into His Word along with their businesses. So uh, we appreciate you checking us out this week. We're here every Saturday, 11 a.m. till noon. I want to thank the team that came in today and put it all together. Uh, Robert's here, John's here, Ray's here, and uh, Sarah's here. I want to thank Pastor George for driving in from New York City and uh, sharing with us today. And we have so much more for you each week, so feel free to tune in every week at Tandem Radio. You've been listening to The Good News on Business, a Tandem Radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves, and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, walk with the Lord every day in every way.